0: Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. It's interesting. We This next song we're going to do, we've done one time, actually live, and Nick had put it on the schedule. This was over a week ago. And again, God has a way of working things out, and it's just what we need to hear this morning. So it's kind of a call to action, and uh, hope you enjoy it. This morning saw a world full of trouble now Thought how we get so far down How's it ever gonna turn around So I turned my eyes to heaven God, why don't you do something Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of People living in poverty Children sold into slavery People dying in malls and streets So I shook my fist at heaven Said, God, why don't you do something? He said, I did.
1: can we give them another hand that was awesome so I did hear a cute little joke that I will start off with and oh thank you Carl for passing that those out those are um they have the love offering envelopes in them and you can sign in and put your email too. That way you can be ab- keep kept abreast of the things that are going on at Unity Affirmington Hills. Like our adopt a pet that we had event yesterday. That was awesome. It turned out awesome. This was the second time we've done it and we had a lot of people show up. What were you saying more than 50 people were there to show? Yeah. Way more than 50. Yeah, it was awesome. And to see all the pets and how many applications they got and they got in a lot of applications for the pets to be adopted. So that was awesome. It was really awesome. And we want to try to do this twice a year, too. So next spring, we're going to, well, the beginning, yeah, next spring and then next fall is how we're going to do it. So thank you, everybody who participated in that and who came out. That was awesome. And then I think there's some pictures on the, on the Facebook that Faith put on the Facebook, too. Yeah, so. Um, and then last week was awesome, my installation service. You guys, it was so much fun. Oh, my gosh. I am now your minister. <laughs> and I cannot tell you how happy I am. There are no words to, to share how happy I am. I think it's a good marriage to, to us together, right? It's a good marriage? Yes. And we're going to do, do great things together, and we're going to grow together. So, and we're going to grow this church together. So I'm really excited. So I heard this... Um, cute little joke about these. Um, it was a positive farmer and a negative farmer. And they would communicate with each other and talk and, and, and everything. And, and the positive farmer would always get excited when it would rain. Oh, God, thank you so much for the rain. You're giving us all these, um, blessing, the, blessing our crops to give them everything they need. And the negative farmer would say, yeah, but if it keeps up, you're going to rot all the roots. And then, when the sun would come out, the positive farmer would say, Oh my gosh, God, thank you for the sun and the nutrients that you're giving our crops and our plants. And the negative farmer would say, Yeah, but if that keeps up, it's going to scorch all our crops out. We're not going to have anything to sell. And so one day they both went um, bird hunting. They went out on a boat. And the positive farmer was so excited to let the negative farmer see his new bird dog. He could do amazing things, right? So he gets on, they get on the boat, and so the positive farmer sees a bird, he shoots it, and, he, and the bird falls into the water, and is floating on the water, and he tells the negative farmer, watch this. And so his bird dog walk, hops out on the water and walks across the water and picks up the bird and walks back across the water, hops in the boat and drops the bird in front of the positive farmer. And he says, so what do you think about that to the negative farmer? And the negative farmer says, yeah, you would figure, the dog doesn't even know how to swim. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was cute. (laughs) I'm, um, I'm getting a what I feel like is an upload, I guess, from God. I had what I, what I thought God wanted me to talk on today. It is make a difference. Last week we talked about the theme, make a difference, right? And we went over the scripture with, um, let me get my clicker. I got a new toy that I love to play with. Ah. And so today we're going to Continue in the, in the vein of talking about make a difference, but we're going to do it talking about bring good news to the poor. Now, this is part of Isaiah 61, 1 through 2, that Jesus read. So let me just give a synopsis for those of you who were not here last week and then just re- do a summary for those of us who were. Last week, we read the scripture that came from Luke 4, chapter 7. And in there, Jesus, picks, Jesus is at a synagogue in Nazareth, right? And this is right after he is baptized and accepts the call to ministry and goes into the wilderness. He's been there 40 days, 40 nights. He was tempted by Satan, quote, unquote, which means that he overcame the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. And we all are here to overcome that as well. And actually, we overcome that before we really step into our purpose. So then he's back at Nazareth where he grew up. He's in a synagogue. And in a synagogue, the rabbis usually read from the Torah. And this Torah was translated in Greek because most of them spoke Greek back then. So they hand him, he stands up, they hand him the, the scroll to read, and it comes from Isaiah. And what he reads, this is from uh, Luke chapter 4, and I'm at verse 16 right now and what he reads is the spirit of the Lord is upon me and I think I have it let's see yep the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor he has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to let the oppressed go free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor now the reason why I have those parts highlighted in yellow is because that's what we're going to discuss today as we go into the first part of what he said he's here to do, which is bring good news to the poor. So now we are in an amazing opportunity to bring good news to the poor, because what has happened over this weekend and what has been happening throughout these years with these mass shootings, that is an experience of somewhere in their poverty consciousness. Because anyway, anytime you go into the mentality of feeling someone is better than another person, i.e., the one who's doing, doing the shootings, feels that he has the power, the authority and the dominion to take it in his own hands or her own hands to take the life of another person. Whenever we compare ourselves to someone else, we are coming from some form of lack of consciousness. We're not created to compare to see who's greater than, who's less than. We are all individualized expressions of the same God. That means we are the same Christ being expressed, but in individualized ways, in unique ways. There is nobody has the power or the authority to take the life of another person. But it happens, right? It happens. Because somewhere in their consciousness, they're experiencing some type of lack. And what I feel it is, is a lack of self-love. It's a lack of self-love. Jesus came to show us how to love God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our strength, and all of our soul. That is why he said that was the first and greatest commandment. And when you do love God with all of your heart, I'll say it the way, all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength, and your strength represents your body and how you express. When you do that, loving God in that way, you know that you are one with God, and there is nothing that you'd ever do to this temple that carries the presence, the precious sacred presence of God. And then when you look to someone else, because you've come into that relationship of who you are, whose you are, and what you were created to be, when you come into that presence, there will be nothing inside of you that will want you to make make you want to hurt another person. Because you will see yourself as one. Not only are you one with God, you know, God is everywhere presence. So if I hurt her, hurt him, kill her, whatever, I'm affecting God's presence. I'm taking away the temple that God chose to live in in this world. We don't have that authority. The only authority that we have is over our own lives. And the truth is, we weren't created to even hurt ourselves because that is a divine temple as well that houses the spirit and the presence of God. So last week we talked about Poverty consciousness, which is lack consciousness. And we talked about how lack consciousness can be something like, I'm not good enough. Even he's not good enough. She's not good enough. I'm greater than. Anything dealing with that, I'm a failure. Anything dealing with those, co- those thoughts that come from lack consciousness and any feelings of separation and limitation is a form of lack consciousness, is a form of the poor, is a form of poverty consciousness and how we treat other people is directly related to how we think about ourselves. If we don't feel worthy of having a sacred space and creating a sacred space for our own self, charity begins with home. We're not gonna extend it to somebody else. We're not going to extend it to somebody else. And when we feel that someone is not worthy of being here, we're literally saying it about ourselves as well. Because whatever makes them different from us is the same thing that makes us different from them. God is not a respecter of persons, and we are not created to be a respecter of persons as well. So the divine law works in you the same way it works in me. The presence of God works in you the same way it works in me. The sacred expression of God that is in me is the same one that is in you. And we are here to honor that. And any moment that we feel that we are not, we've moved into lack of consciousness. And why do I say that? Because we are moved into the third dimensional realm of limitation and separation. You and I are not separate. We may be different expressions, but we're not separate. We are one. We are one. And we are here to teach it. Unity's mission, which was written by Charles Fillmore. And I'm going to do it. Let's see if I can do it. It's a long one. Memorize it. I've been practicing it. Charles Fillmore said that unity is a link in the great educational movement of Jesus Christ. He said that we, our, pur- our objective is to discern the truth in Christianity and to prove it. He says, we are the truth that we teach is not new. Nor do we claim special revelation or discovery of of new religious principles. Our purpose is to help and teach mankind to use and prove the eternal truth that was taught by the master. I did it. I remembered it. Yes. When you take that, when you take that seriously, you really want to start studying what Jesus teaches. Seriously, you really want to start getting to know Jesus. You ever read a biography about somebody or read something about somebody and you got to know who the person was? It might've been even an autobiography, something that the person wrote about themselves and you got to know what was going on inside of their mind. Well, that's what we're here to do with Jesus. We're here to listen and and, and read and study in the Bible about what Jesus was here. His mission was to bring good news to the poor. But because we in unity use Jesus and have Jesus as our big brother and our way short, that's what we're here to do as well. That's what we're here to do as well. So in these experiences where we have these people out here and... I want to say this, and I want you to hear it with your hearts. Every experience, every experience, even when it hurts, is a beautiful experience because somewhere in there is the opportunity to see God. And somewhere in there is the opportunity to talk to that experience and tell it the good news. Somewhere in that experience... Is, is the opportunity for us to say, there is Christ in you no matter what you've done. And I see the Christ in you no matter what you've done. And I honor and behold and appreciate the Christ in you no matter what you've done. And that is the greatest expression of love that we could ever do. Jesus said it's easy to love your friends. Those who do good by you, well by you, seemingly, the truth is when someone is not doing well by you, it's not doing good by you. It is that soul contract between the two that is giving you the opportunity to pull forth on a higher level of expression of God, the love that is inside of you. And until we go through some type of turmoil, some type of difficult situation, we won't ever touch that space inside of us. If everything is good, how do you touch that space that loves even the areas that are not comfortable? You never get the opportunity to. In this situation, in these situations that have been going on, in the whole thing that's going on in the United States, it pulls the pulls our revenue, within our reserves rather, it pulls us to a higher level of expressing Christ consciousness, the same way Jesus did when he was being beat, when he, they put the thorn on his head, when he had nails hammered into his wrists. They weren't in his hands. They were in his wrists because it could slip with the hands. We put them in the areas in the wrists that hurt the most and will hold him up there and in his feet. Now, if Jesus could be up on the cross suffering at the hands of those who committed, are committing murder, murder, his own people, and say, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. But then throughout his ministry told us greater things than these we shall do. Why wouldn't it be our mission to speak the same things to those who hurt as well? those who kill as well, those who murder as well. It is still within us to say the same thing. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. I want you to close your eyes right now. And I want you to just visualize all of the situations that you've heard of throughout this year of people perpetrating hurtful, unloving acts on another. And I want you to put your hand over your heart. And I want you to feel the love for that person that is just as great as the love you felt for the victims. And I want you to say, Forgive them, him, forgive them Father, for they knew not what they did. Forgive me, Father, for any time that I judge them for what they did. No matter what they did, They are still an individualized expression of you. You You love them with all of your heart, heart. And and it is my job to do the same. Thank you, God. And the reason why I say thank you, God, is that's the only way you can really do it is through the presence of God inside of you. Because if you look at the tragedies and how difficult it is and how terrible it is and how devastating it is, your human side will block you from extending that love. But we are here to extend love no matter what. No matter what. This is why. Because the vibration of anything other than love blocks you from being an expression, a full expression of the presence of God. And when you are not a full expression of the presence of God, there is things, there are things that happen inside of you and inside of your life that you do not want to happen. Contributes to illness, contributes to even lack consciousness going on in your life, and the people around you vibe on that vibration too. So what happens is those who are abundant and in the consciousness of Christ will flee and and fade, but you'll draw those to you who are caught up in the third dimensional beliefs of separation and limitation, and you will not feel comfortable because that's not what we're created to be. We're created to rise above. That's what the good news is. The good news represents gospel, which is God's spell, which is God's story, and we're here to share God's story to everybody. God's story is that we are one. Now, that is the spiritual side of it. When we come from that vibration, what happens is everything we touch becomes abundant. When we come from a vibration, everything we touch even our finances. How many of us, how many of you know that money affects every area of your life? Every area of your life. And how many of you know that even though money affects every area of your life, your consciousness and what you think about money affects it even more. So what you are thinking about money and what you're thinking about of how worthy you are to have money in your life and be abundant and have financial abundance in your life, that affects whether it comes to you or not. And you may have a world, uh, so like win the lottery or whatever, but if you're not vibing in a consciousness of prosperity, you will lose that money. I know someone who won a lawsuit with the city of Detroit because his, his uh, baby died in a car accident, which was caused by the city of Detroit. And he won a quarter of a million dollars in this lawsuit. And the mother, the baby's mother did too. And they blew it just as quickly as it came almost because they weren't in the consciousness of feeling worthy of that. When you link your value to money and you don't feel worthy of it, you will never accept the vibration of money coming into your life. Your subconscious will repel it It is important for us to know that we are more than enough. So the reason why I was talking about that last week, about how we feel about ourselves is because what you feel about yourself affects your financial situation. It affects it. If you don't feel like you're worthy, if you don't feel like you're good enough, if you have insecurities, if you have worries about things, if you have anxieties about things, that blocks the vibration of money, currency coming to you. And then we sit and pray for God to give it to us. The truth is God is not money. What God does is God opens up opportunities for us to draw it to us based on where our consciousness is. God is always talking to us. But if you're not connected, the only way to connect brothers and sisters in Christ is to do the fourth unity principle. Have that relationship with God through your, through your meditation and your prayer. And every time you see yourself feeling uncomfortable, realign your thoughts with what the truth is. Because every time you realign your thoughts with what the truth is, you're realigning your thought with God. And every time you realign your thought with God, you're realigning your, yourself and your minds and your thoughts with who you are. The truth of who you are. Learn who you are and live as though you know it. So when we do this, bring the good news to the poor. In the beginning, it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, and it says, because he has anointed me. Do you guys know that you are anointed? Like seriously, do you know? How many of you really know that you're anointed by God? How many of you act like it? (laughs) So some of you put your hands down, (laughs) trying to decide, baby. Sometimes, exactly, sometimes. Every morning when you wake up, that is where you start. And at night when you go to bed, that is where you finish. And then you wake up a new person. You Every day you die to yourself and you re- resurrect the next morning into a new expression. And every single time we are here to tell ourselves, you are ma- amazing. You are an almighty child of God. You are prosperous. You are more than enough. And not only are you more than enough, then you have more than enough. That is what we're here to do. And even speak it to those people around us. Today's word is service. The way we will, I am asking and challenging us to bring good news to the poor is to find someone, at least three people, to speak into them their spirit the truth of who they are. Especially if you hear them say something that is not loving about themselves. Speak the truth of them. Like, that was the stupidest thing I could do. Like, right? you may think so, but it's not. It's just an, it just is what it is. You're actually a beautiful child of God. Now, the thing is, that mental thought, that thinking, that speaking to ourselves is what we've grown up with. How many of you grew up hearing bad girl or bad boy? I did versus, that was, I didn't like that behavior. That was an unloving behavior. When I, grew, when I became, had my children, I realized that as I say bad girl or bad boy, I'm labeling them. I was listening to this um, video, this guy who puts these nice videos on Facebook, and his name is Prince EA. And he showed this video of this guy, this uh, Major League Baseball player who had gone into a prison. He goes and visits prisons. And one of the inmates asked him, How did you become a Major League Baseball player? And he said, Well, actually, I think it was started when I grew up. Because when I was playing catch with my father, he, when I was a little boy, he'd always say, Good throw. Every, if you keep throwing like that, you're going to be in the major leagues. And then when I'd hit the ball at him, even if I messed up, he'd say, Good hit. If you keep hitting like that, you're going to be in the major leagues. He said, and here I am. And the inmate, and it was quiet, and the inmate thought about it and said, you know what? The same thing happened to me. When I was a little boy, my father kept telling me, you're no good for nothing. You're going to end up in prison. And here I am. That was not giving good news to the poor. Children are the least of us. And we're here to create even in them and inside of us is an inner child that is waiting to hear the truth because of what we heard when we were growing up With inside of each and every one of us in our soul. That's why we are made to love God with all our heart and all of our soul, because in your soul, are there's there are, there are still areas with, that need to be healed that have been told that you were not good enough, that there was something wrong with you. That is something in you that's destructive or whatever. And we are here to teach and preach and be an example of the good news to that inner child. So to the physical children and to the inner child within ourselves and within those in the world. We are here to tell the truth. So we're here to speak the truth to them. Amen? Amen. So what I want us to do, like I said. Oh, oh, oh one more thing. I was, he, in that same video, he said, imagine a story. And I've seen this before of a little kid dropping a bottle of milk and his spats, splatters, and breaks, and a parent saying, you're so stupid. Why would you do that? Versus, that was a stupid action. Now, I wouldn't say that was a stupid action. I never told my kids that was a stupid action. But I would say something like, you gotta be more careful next time. Because your words wound that inner child. And then we start saying it to ourselves, and we continue to wound that inner child. We've adopted those words that were told to us, and we start telling ourselves the same thing. And so before we go and share the good news to the poor outside of us, I want us to find three areas in our life, in our soul, within our own consciousness, where that inner child needs to be spoken the good news to. And then we'll go out and tell the world the same thing. Three people outside. So it'll be three people inside, three areas inside of ourselves. And then we'll speak to three people outside of us. And I promise you that as you move in that consciousness, that's prosperity consciousness. Even if you just say, I am more than enough. I have more than enough. And then say it to the other person, you're more than enough. You have more than enough. Your vibration inside of you activates the law of attraction and you start to draw opportunities to you to express that in the world and opportunities to you that open it up and you will start seeing a a whole other side of yourself open up for you. I was talking to my son and he and Ashley, my daughter, grew up in unity and and they've been using these principles. I remember telling my daughter, because she was diagnosed with ADHD, oppositional Defiance and obsessive compulsive disorder, and Ashley had a difficult time focusing. But that girl worked her butt off. You did. You worked your butt off. I'm so proud of you. And when she got up to Western, it didn't stop. It was still there. And sometimes she'd say, "I'm so stupid." But when she said that around me, what would I say? No, you're not. Say that again. Exactly. I wouldn't. Say, I would say, "No, you're not." Now, that may have seemed like a stupid thing to do. I'll say seems like a stupid thing to do, but you're not stupid. She, she, I changed her words. And so when she was up at Western, now, this was difficult for her. Now, this is a thing of an example of sometimes, you ever heard of, some, of uh, do as I say, not as I do? There's some kids, like, you're not supposed to eat candy today. And then, mama, you're eating it. Do as I say, not as I do. Like those donuts I used to eat on my way For those of you who don't know the story, when the kids were little, there was a Krispy Kreme in my route home from, um, I forgot where I was coming from, I might have made that my route, (laughs) might have gone out of the way to make that my route. So I could say, ooh, the sign is there now, because I knew what time that hot hot donut served now would be on, right? And Krispy Kreme has the most beautiful, they melt in your mouth. How many of you like Krispy Kreme donuts? Oh, I'm getting hungry right now. My My mouth is salivating. I need some tissue. No, I'm just kidding. So... I used to buy 12 of them, right? And I'd eat eight of them on the way home. I, talk about sugar, wazoo. Wow, and I'd come in, guess what, kids? I bought us some donuts for dinner. And they'd be like, why are there other holes there? Oh, I don't know. I think they gave us a used ba- ba- box. I ate them. So this is the trick. I used to eat enough so that I could still have another one and share it with them at the same time. I was married to my um, second ex husband at the time. So it was four of us. So I eat eight and then say, Guys, we got some donuts. And then I'd eat it with them. So I had nine and they only had one. <laughs> I know, I loved it. They were so good. But, but I, wouldn't, I wouldn't advise her to do it, you know. But my point is the do as I say, not as I do. I did my best and I'm sure a lot of you parents did too, to make my behavior something that I wanted my kids to emulate. I didn't realize they were watching me, really. I just tried to do my best as a mother, right? So I called my daughter and I said, "Ashley." I am so proud of you up there at Western. I know it's difficult for you. I said, every time you have a setback, you keep coming forward, being stronger and stronger, even with everything you're going through. And you haven't been on medicine in a long time. She stopped taking her medicine at 14. She was 22 at the time, 23 or 24 at the time, actually 24. So I was like, that is so awesome how you're doing that. I'm I'm so proud of you. She said, I get it from you, mama. I get it from watching you. I said, I love your self-talk. I love how you always inspire, and you inspire other people even when you're hurting. She said, I got that from you too. People are watching even when we don't realize it, and our children especially. So make your behaviors towards yourself. Feed the good news to the poor in yourself. So that as you step forth and say it, not only are you saying it in authority, but your life is sharing it and showing it as well. Does that make sense? So this is the affirmation. I want to go there, but we went past that. I'm not going to do that one because God doesn't want me to do that. So we're going to follow what God wants me to do. I want you guys to affirm this with me. I release all thoughts of lack and insufficiency. I only have thoughts of prosperity. Now, say it again. I release all thoughts of lack and insufficiency. I only have thoughts of prosperity. Let's do it one more time. I release all thoughts of lack and insufficiency. I only have thoughts of prosperity. Now, when we do this, when we truly do this, our new affirmations will be, let's say this together. I am more than enough. Say it again. I am more than enough. Emphasize the am. Say it again. I am more than enough. Every time you say am, you activate the Christ within you. Every time you say I am. So everything that you say after I am, you want to make sure that it is speaking the good news. So it's telling God's story to your consciousness. And when you do, the next affirmation, say it together. I have more than enough. One more time. I have more than enough, one more time. I have more than enough. When you speak to yourself what you are, God will co-create to you what you ha- co-create with you what you have every single time. If you speak to yourself that you're stupid, you will have every opportunity to show you you're stupid. If you speak to yourself that you are more than enough, abundantly more than enough, I say abundantly more than enough. You will see every opportunity in your life that will demonstrate the evidence that you are abundantly more than enough. Let's say those two one more time, and then we're done. I am more than enough. I have more than enough. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen? Amen? Amen. Thank you. All right.
2: I got waves that are tossing me Crashing all over my beliefs And in all sincerity, Lord, wanna be yours, who? So pull me out of this mess I'm in Cause I know I'm wandering Lead my soul back home again I've always been yours, who? This world may push, may pull But your loving never fails you leave follow. Your hands hold my tomorrow. Your grip, your grace, you know the way you guide me tenderly. Yeah. You leave, I'll follow, just like the way and I'll go. Cause I know what you got for me. It's more than I can see. It's Your voice, but as a girl, I made my choice. There is no other way for me. I'm devoted to you. Oh, you're my peace on the heavy days. You're the warmth of an autumn place. Your love carries me away, and it's never too soon. No, this world may push, may pull, but your love will never fades. the way I... gonna take a back seat and let you lead and I, I, I need to stop, need to stop, cause I'm going too fast and I, I, I know my God is my God and you got me